Oh, yeah. Microphone check one, two. Internet. So let me tell you something. Okay. Shouts to everybody who checked out last week's episode. New Year's resolutions with Dallas Penn. My crazy motherfucking brother from another mother. Dallas Penn was in the building just going over the journey, the hustle, the beginning days of our podcasting, uh, uh, legendary podcasting with the Combat Jack show. And uh, I'll tell you one thing that hit me in there is when he started talking about how proud Reggie would be of me right now. Um, and that really hit me. You know, it, it means a lot to always remember our brother and anything we do, you know, because those moments will last forever. And just like my brother Styles P says, energy never dies. So I know he's looking down, so I'm going to continue to raise the bar and continue to make him proud. Internets, whenever I tell you to open up your phone or if you're on your laptop or wherever you are, Twitter, Instagram, at Premium Pete, at Premium Pete Show. Check the fuck in. Let me know where you're listening from. I love it when Jacksonville, Florida is on the check-in, or Dublin, or Italy, okay? I even seen uh, Switzerland. You know, listen, Detroit, Chicago, of course, Brooklyn's on the check-in. Every week, we have people worldwide checking in, okay? And I really appreciate y'all for that. More importantly, I appreciate that 2019, we're going to continue to raise the bar with content. And that means that the Premium Pete Show will be a mixture of many things. You may hear your favorite artist, your favorite athlete, you know, or maybe an athlete you haven't heard of or heard from. It could be an entrepreneur. It could be somebody who started a a fucking potato chip company that is now worth $25 million. Who knows? But you will hear from them on the Premium Pete Show, and you get a chance to learn something. Listen, anywhere I go, I travel a lot. Okay, and I see people worldwide and always tell me, Premium Pete, man, we appreciate what you do. Okay, you know what? I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful to have the platform to be able to tell you that. But more importantly, I I don't ask for anything, but I want you to do a couple of things for me today. And one of them is go to iTunes and rate the Premium Pete show. You can leave a comment if you don't want to leave with no problem, but rate the Premium Pete show. Rate it five stars. I'm not asking you to, 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 to... to screw with the system. I'm saying if you feel I, I deserve five stars, then go over to iTunes, search the Premium Pete Show, and rate us. Then I want you to go over to YouTube, okay? Premium Pete Show, we got tons of full episodes there now, clips from all different people, okay? Our YouTube is cracking. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it, it's cracking. Go in and subscribe. And if you're already subscribed, thank you. Now tell a friend to tell a friend, okay? You know, every week when I, you know, I, I get my pastor Pete on and... I really just want to understand that if you, if you talk good shit into existence, it happens. This week on my uh, Instagram, at Premium Pete, I put, I used to make a mistake thinking I should feel more confident before I take the next step. Taking the next step is what builds confidence. Let me say that for you again. I used to make a mistake thinking I should feel more confident before I take the next step. Taking the next step is what builds confidence. Let me tell you, man. So many people, I always say this, get out of your own way, keep an open mind. I use all those lines because it means of exactly what I'm saying. Some people talk themselves out of it, think that they have to do 16 things before they can take the next step. Sometimes, man, you, you know, you, you just got to jump. You just got to go. You may get a couple of bruises. You may, you, may, you may even fucking break a finger or sprain it or stitch it or whatever. But I promise you this, Antonis, you will never live the life that you want to live or you think you want to live or never turn your dreams into reality if you're going to PC it and you're going to think too much into it, okay? Nothing is perfect. It's not like you finally get ready and then you jump and then you don't fucking fall or you don't get cut. It doesn't work like that. The other side of success, you know, is a beautiful thing, but it's also a a process, a struggle that takes a lot of patience, And, you know, I always say, that's why I always say, just because you're struggling doesn't mean you're failing because, you know, there's tons of talented people, you know, that may not be where they are yet, you know, or they, or should I say where they want to be. But if you put in the work and you take the time to do it, you will be there. And again, I'm not trying to preach. I'm not trying to be Pastor Pete, but I will say this. If you have a day job and you, and it's all you do, but you have other dreams and you go home and you're too tired you know, first of all, I don't, I don't blame you being tired. You know, shit happens. But if you're not putting in extra work to make your dreams come through, then I don't know what to tell you how that's going to happen. 
it takes for you to face fear head on, okay? I'm thankful in life that, you know, I've turned my whole life around and been able to, you know, troublesome, you know, youth growing up, you know, for like uh, my cousin Vinny, the two youths. Troublesome youth growing up and, you know, be able to turn my life around, man. Be able to have relationships with people from all walks of life. Internet, you can't put me in the box. I'm not just a podcaster. I'm not just an Italian kid from Brooklyn, okay? I'm not somebody with just a deep New York accent. I'm not somebody that, you know, has a, a only a high metabolism and can eat a lot of fucking food. Well, well, that I probably am. But what I am is, and I said this before, I'm for the people. And I mean that. If I fuck with you, I, I, I want you to win. I'm not a competitive person to uh, default. Like, don't get me wrong, I want to be great. But I want people to be great, too, around me. You know, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm not just a selfish person. But anyway, internet, listen, let me tell you something. This week, the return of T.K. Kirkland. If, listen, legendary comedian, OG in the game. He's been on before. This time, we chopped it up about just life hacks, and there's some funny shit in there, but more importantly, some gems. T.K. Kirkland, I think low-key, is, is a great gem dropper, a great life hacker. We did this a couple of months ago. Uh, it was a great episode. I always enjoy to have him on. And uh, listen, I already got to say no much more, man. I love comedians. I felt I, felt I should have fucking been one, but I didn't want to go down that route. A fucking another thing with making no fucking money. Shouts to my brother, A. King. He, he, he said something like, with Combat Jack Show, we were the startup of podcasting. You know, look, sometimes you don't always want to be the first people over the wall. Not that we were only the first. We weren't, but we, were, we definitely, uh, you know, set uh, barriers and, 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 and really open up a lot of eyes. And sometimes, like I said, you, know, you don't always want to be the first person over the gate. But, uh, hey, listen, you know, it doesn't stop. It never stops. Internet, let me tell you something. I don't got no much more to say. Let's get to this week's episode of the Premium Pete Show, the return of T.K. Kirkland episode. Let's get to it. Cheers. Yo, what's up, y'all? This is Fat Man Scoop, the other the voice of the club, the two-time Grammy Award winner. Let me make this official for you. Fat Man Scoop, Cork McClan, Internets. It's time to go with my dude, Premium Pete. Let's get focused. Let's go, Internets. Let's turn up one time, Premium Pete. Come on, everybody, get set. Let's go. It's the next episode. It's the Premium Pete Show. News, interviews, all of the info. Listen up. It's the Premium Pete Show. If you want the scoop in the low, down low, listen to the Show plus milk said so. Fuck what you heard, better act like you know. It's the Premium Pete Show. Welcome back to another episode of the Premium Pete Show. Sitting here with a return, uh, well, first of all, a friend, but a return guest, okay? A comedian, an entrepreneur, okay? A motherfucker OG in the comedy game, okay? There's a bunch of shit that we could call him, but we don't call him late for dinner. The one and only. T.K. motherfucking Kirkland in the building. T.K., listen, welcome back. Yo, thank two, you, my man. You're a two-time felon on the show. Yes, now. I am. You know, uh, yes. what has changed, man? What the fuck, is, what's been going on? You know, working hard and traveling the world, getting ready to drop a, a, a comedy album that I've been trying to do for um, years. And, I, you know, I, I get to put it out. Is that called Gangster Conversation? Gangster Conversation. Is that true that Little Duval inspired you to do that? Is it true? No, 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 no. Okay. I had my, my, really, I didn't know he was doing his song mm-hmm. and mine was scheduled to come out and it's good that he did it. I think he has, um, he has tre- tre- tremendous success with his album. Mine is more of a laid back, pimpish style of information. You know, my lane is about smooth, um, um, dropping knowledge and gems, as they as they say it, and just giving um, the, the the fans the style that I've been doing for years. Mm. But the the um, smile bitch is hilarious oh. because when I look it's at him, remind me of Sammy Davis Jr. Especially when he opened up for Beyonce and he had the little heels on, yeah. like the three inch heels. Yeah, fucking hilarious. It's classic. Classic. You know, the last time you were here, you were telling me. Um, Something about uh, you got to make sure you clean behind your ears. Right. Was that was that for just women or guys or everybody? Well, you know, I really don't know. And what I really would like, since we're here, since I got this live, is there any way that we can the people can hear what we're talking about? Sure, I think they can. Yeah. They can. They can hear us, all right? Yeah, sure they, they can hear us. Okay, good. So my thing is, I'm just that's my first time going live, yeah, so not? I don't really know what you, you what broke. The fuck your, you I'm broke doing. your fucking cherry. Yeah, I broke my cherry. Yeah. yeah, but I don't really know what I meant by. 
behind your ears and, and keeping them clean. Was I was I referring to that just with a, a living life? Well, I think they now? say that you know people keep their behind the ears. You know, it gets a little smelly behind there. You know what I mean? And people got to keep them clean. Now I understand. Yeah, basically people don't wash that. And you know, it's another, another important thing for for men: keeping your balls fresh. <laughs> <laughs> balls men need to concentrate on their balls more. I mean, like you I know, mean, your balls should always. You should wash your balls about seven times a day. Is there any type of uh, things you would uh, suggest that you do? Powder? Like, you know, no, no powder. Mm-hmm. You know, just make sure when you wash in your home. You know, even if you go in a girl's bathroom, you know, because women do it. Did you know that? When, no. when you get ready to fuck, women go, like, can I use your bathroom? Mm-hmm. They go to your bathroom, they find the towel, and they clean their pussy or whatever, mm-hmm. and they try to hide the towel mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. bathroom. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what men need to unless do. Unless you have a baby wipe. Right, unless you have a baby wipe. And mm-hmm. men should carry baby wipes, too. You keep the balls fresh, because you never know when you're going to get hit. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you, and you don't want a girl to get um, high blood pressure, because I've heard from women that most balls are salty. Really? Yeah, so I think if you keep it fresh... You know, you hey, could keep a girl from becoming a diabetic. Is that right, young man? Why lady? is our videographer Benson shaking his head? Does he know about that? Yeah, he, he act like balls? he agreed about yeah. he know, Right. But I just think he probably read it. Okay, okay. See, Hopefully. I, I, I mean, who knows? Uh, he never know. Um, you know, one thing about you is that besides, before we even get into what's going on with you now, you know, we'll even touch back on the career, the journey, what's next, et cetera. But one thing I really love about you is that you have, like, life hacks. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, you know, Obviously, you say keep your balls clean. What's some other things that people could, you know, uh, you know, learn from T.K. Kirkland? You know, in my journey, learn to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. That's always important. Mm-hmm. But if you do go through bad times, know that eventually it'll be behind you. And you take that those lessons and you apply it to life. And everything that you go through, you can use somewhere down the line because life is this huge book of lessons. Sometimes people repeat the same lessons because they haven't learned from them. But if you can learn from them and move forward, because your life should be getting better as you get older, mm-hmm. not worse. You know, you're 57 years old now. Yes. It's crazy because you don't even look it. Well, thank you. You know, uh, you, you think about it. Is comedy harder now than it was years ago? Because how many years are you in the game now? Um, 33. God motherfucking. <laughs> 33 years 33 of comedy. 33 years of comedy. Making people laugh. Yes. Have you been happy yourself? I'm extremely happy. Okay. You know, I when I, it's the greatest thing that ever happened to me, to travel the world, to um, have met some great people, to use this as a journey to, because um, I'm my own boss. Sure. You know, I don't have an agent or anything you, like that. But you did. I do all this on my own, all the shows. You did have one years ago. No, no, no I, I had a gentleman that was my partner. Okay. And um, David Klingman and Tommy Chestero. We were partners because we, I brought people in like Sandra Bullock. Um, Anthony Michael Hall, mm-hmm. um, Goffrey, mm-hmm. um, Mike Epps, all those people we brought in because I was trying to build an uh, uh, empire. But the artists had their own agendas once they blew up. Sure, so sure. It is what it, it is. It didn't work out. Right. But what, what the hell did I ask you before? Oh, life hacks. What's some other life hacks that you could give? I, I just believe that your life should get better as you get older. Um, save your money. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going to spend money, make sure you can replace it. Mm-hmm. I think that's important. And um, make sure you have life insurance. Mm-hmm. I always tell people that. Don't walk around here and not be protected. Mm. That's, the, that's one of my How things. How many kids do you have again? I have five. God damn. Yeah, that's, that's a beautiful number. How old? Um, 30 all the way down to 11. Mm-hmm. Yes. What would you say is the toughest challenge for you uh, as being a parent? Man, thinking about them 24-7, making sure that they write, trying to set up generational wealth. Sure. So when I leave here, I think about that all the time, generational wealth. Um, I try to practice what I preach. So when I talk to people in my show, when I talk to people in my show, I um, I try to practice what I preach. So if I'm talking about insurance, I got to make sure I have the same thing. Sure. So that's sure. all. You know, can can you think back and remember your first night uh, ever doing comedy? Oh, yeah, definitely. Where was that? It was at the Comedy Store on Sunset Boulevard. I did opening night, um, well, on amateur night. They fell in love with me, and bam, the rest was history. Mm. You know, if there's somebody listening right now who doesn't know who T- uh, T.K. Kirkland is, you know, what would you say? What type of comedian are you? Like, meaning, like, you know, do you just speak off of your experiences? Yeah, like, I, th- yeah. I, I think I'm a combination of a lot of things. I think when I came out, I was 
similar to NWA, straight in your face, raw. Mm-hmm. Um, you ever get a chance to meet a gentleman named um, Bob Sumner that used to work with Def Jam mm-hmm. and Tina Graham? They'll tell you that Def Jam style was originated off my style of comedy because nobody was talking that crazy stuff in the 80s. And then I went on tour with NWA and got banned. They thought I was worse than the group. I got banned like five cities uh, on tour with NWA. And then as I've grown through this journey um, from street, now I would consider myself educational, dropping knowledge to slightly street ministry, I'll call it, because um, I'm saying that I'm getting my message from a spiritual side as well to keep people in tune. Because like I've been telling people, I'm doing so much for people so that when I do make my transition, I want to make sure that my paperwork is right. When I get to heaven, I don't want no problems with my paperwork. You know, you've been around for a long time, man. Yes. You know, uh, I guess, you know, we could use the old terminology as a, you made your bones. Right, right. You know, you could be be considered an OG. OG. You could be considered maybe a triple OG. Right, triple OG, right. Who's your OG? You know, that's a good question. Um, I think even, I think everybody can be an OG. And what I mean by that is because you learn from everyone. So I listen, I read, and whatever knowledge that you give me, I take it and I apply it to life. I'm one of those guys that had the winging in life. Like I'm I'm, I'm a self-helper, meaning when I was going to jail, when I was catching cases, not that my father was around. My father was around, but he died when I was like 14. And then I went to college. Um, I, I was making my own way. So I, what I feel like what God has did for me is send me into the world to get all these experiences so that when I do this, my T.K. Kirkland podcast, I'm able to give these young men and women knowledge on how they should move for the rest of their life. One thing I like about your podcast is that, um, you know, you have a calling. You know, right. I, I was telling you before off air, I said, yo, I, I remember there was a time where I was trying to get, uh, I, I wanted to do something like that. Like, you know, the internet therapist, I used right. to say that. Oh, I like that. You know, and, and you know, kind of like give people a call and like, yeah, you know, kind of like go take two of these, call me in the morning right, type, right. type style. But, um, you know, I've been listening and, and, and I like it. Some of the shit is funny, man. When I call <laughs> Thank you. You know, how do you like podcasting, man? I really see that it made a difference in the world and young men. Um, and it, I really, because I didn't really know what this was. Yeah. When you guys back in the day and Chris and Charlemagne taxed them yeah. was trying to get me to do it, I was calling the iPod. You know, I didn't take yeah. this deal for yeah. like a year. Yeah. You know, I waited a year. I waited, I wasted a whole year doing this. Because I was like, I ain't doing that shit. I really thought this was beneath me. Yeah. To be honest with you. Doing this iPod shit. <laughs> the iPod. Yeah, that's what I was calling iPod. Yeah. Got time for that shit. That's how I was thinking. And then when um, I did take the deal and I realized I had to be in one of these studios a lot, it was impossible because I'm all over the fucking sure, world. Sure, sure. So when they created the app for me, oh, yeah. I changed my motherfucking life. Yeah. I was like, bam, here we go. And people sometimes like, yo, you should do visual and all that. And I'm like, yo, I ain't got, I ain't got time to do no motherfucking visual. You better listen to this shit and keep it moving. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, you know, maybe in the new year, you know, we could. Get... I think next year I might do maybe one or two, like a special sure. type event. I think that'd be kind of cool. You know, listen, you're a guy who, you know, I say this in any business when you get to know people. You know, I used to say this just from footwear, but now it's like more like just hip hop, more just podcast. And what I mean by that is I know somebody from anywhere I go. I know somebody. Yes. I know there's a sneaker shop, you know, that right. I know somebody like, you know, I know now it's podcasting mm-hmm. just in general, just moving and, and a lot of things I've done. Same shit with you. Right. Wherever you go, you know somebody. Right. That's true. And I feel like because of social, we could just tweet like, yo, we need a camera guy. I'm going to be in Detroit tonight. Right. And, you know, you get yourself a camera guy for that time, you know, maybe work it out with him or whatever. But I think it's it's it's, it's, that is true. it's I didn't easy think about for him that. to come to you, cut it up, you know, matter you take care of him and then he sends it to you and you upload it. You know, I think it's not that hard these days. And, and, and honestly, people don't take time to really understand their, their network. I agree. You know what I mean? I agree. People, and just like now, yeah. like the day. Yeah. I just did, I went live on Instagram. How long Instagram been around? I don't know. Like, I'm always late. Yeah. No matter what it is. But sometimes 
you're not late. Sometimes you're right on time. Right. You know, and sometimes, you know, things is, in, you know, we're not trying to get into a preacher moment. Uh, but I do want to say sometimes timing is everything. That's so true. Say me and you could have been trying to work a business out last right. year. It didn't work. Right. And you may say, like, man, fucking Pete, man, I'm trying to work this shit out. But maybe the timing wasn't right. That's so true. And maybe this year right. or this time is the right time. Right. It's all about organic. Yeah. As you get older, you realize that. You know, you're 30-something years in this fucking business. Yes. You know, I'm sure you've seen a lot of snake shit. Yes. Maybe some good shit. Right. How do you learn not to take things personal with other comedians, or other people, other entities, other businesses? How do you learn to not take things personal where, like, you, like, where you want to get street on somebody, so to speak? Yes. Maturity. Mm-hmm. And I have a thing called control your emotion. Mm-hmm. See, because we all have it, right? We all have jealousy. We all get mad if somebody does something wrong. But you have to say to yourself, what if I'm, damn, what if I'm wrong, though? So let me control my emotion before I start really going off because I could be wrong. Because it's what's in your mind are just thoughts. And maybe the other person is not thinking or doing what you think that they're doing. So it's a, it's a knowing who you are and your character of strength. So if you stay quiet and learn and you, if you don't embarrass yourself, you keep it to yourself till you, it plays out, nine times out of ten you go, whoa, I would have embarrassed myself mm-hmm. if I would have said something disrespectful. Mm-hmm. So that's what happens as you go through life. And that's why I tell men and women going to relationships and anything, you want to be with a man or woman that knows how to control the climate of the room compared to dating someone young who get upset over things that they think that what it is and it may not be that. But when you date someone that's mature and have experience or a person that you will hire on a job and they say, how many years of experience you have on this job? Well, you want to go with the person with the most experience because that person knows how to control the climate of the room unless a person is extremely um, talented and mature for certain situations. Mm -hmm. So that's how I deal with things like that. Because I get mad. You know, I have pet peeves about certain things. And you're very honest. You're an honest person. You know what I mean? You're very, like, you shoot from the hip, so to speak, right? Yes. I I have my pet peeves, but I, I learn shut up and figure it out, and then we go from there. You know, it's funny because you've been doing comedy for a long time. And in this day and age, people are very, very sensitive. Oh yes, they are. Can do you still do you still feel you could say the things you said thirty something years ago that you could say now? Yep, I still do. Okay, I do? just find a way <laughs> to take the sting off a little bit. But I do. I stay the same. Mm-hmm. I definitely stay the same. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think that uh, you know some people have to change their whole style? Yeah, um, some people do, but what I do is I set my comedy up to, to get them, tease them a little bit as we go through. It's like a journey, and then after 10, 15 minutes of something soft and got you laughing, I start sneaking in the stuff that I really want to say, and then bam, I got you. Mm. You know, it's funny because they say a lot of, excuse me, mm-hmm. they say a lot of... um comedians and you know some of our biggest and funniest comedians even people like robin williams right Mm -hmm. or you think about you know you know and and it's funny too because and i think i spoke about this the last time intense let me tell you something if you want a full uh breakdown of tk kirkland okay a full breakdown then you check out the uh, original episode we did about a year ago right right about a year ago right this one we're catching up okay okay right talking about what we got going on now but i will say this so many comedians Okay, mm-hmm. make people laugh, but they depress themselves. Right. You know, even like it's funny because it's like I, you know, I never, I, you know, I feel like I could have uh, somewhat done stand up. Mm-hmm. I didn't do it. Yeah, you would have been good. But I will say this: I'm even a person that's always jokey and funny. Right. And we have a laugh, and I like to tell stories. And, right. But sometimes. I'm depressed. It almost goes back like, like as being a parent. Right. We're always worried about our kids and them, but we're also worried. We also got to live our own lives. Yes. And get through our own battles. Right. And our own issues. Mm-hmm. You know, um, did you, I think I may have spoke about this before, but did, is it hard when you have a bad day to make people laugh? I put myself in such a situation. My life is really beautiful. I know that's probably hard to say, but I've trained my life to avoid people. 
I think people bring negativity into your fucking life that if you have too many friends or let too many negative things into your life, you could get depressed. So uh, it's gotten to a point if I really need to talk to a fly nigga, I look in the mirror because I know I'm going to keep it real. <laughs> I'm going to keep mirror, it real. Mirror, mirror. Yeah. On I look the in the wall. mirror. I need some real shit from a motherfucker. But I live my life carefully mm. and strategically from... The men I talk to, to the women I talk to, is done. Now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes you can see an attractive woman and think that, oh, this is going to be real cool. And somehow, some way, that person can bring you back to reality. Mm. So you, it's life. You roll the dice and you see what you can. You roll the dice. You know, it seems like comedy is easy for you. Yeah, I've been blessed. What do you what do you do to challenge yourself? Like anything personal or business? Um, Cuz obviously everything can't be easy in life, right? You have well, sure to do like something. What I like is when I was trying to start my record label years ago, when I was trying to do movies, I was trying to do specials. Now all that is at my fingertips, which is kind of cool. Yeah. I like that. I like the fact that I'm seasoned. I like that I'm 57. But I look what, young. What do you mean by that? You like that? Like, you know, I'm 57, but I look young because comedy has been blessed with me. Like, it's kept me to stay in shape. It's kept me to take care of myself. Like, I don't look like your normal 57-year-old guy. Sure. And sure. I like that, you know. So um, it's been, that's been my blessing for me. You know, I, I, um, I'm not trying to act young. I'm still T.K. Kirkland, but I try to do things with maturity and I don't let things get me excited. Like when I saw this beautiful lady early, I was attracted to her. But mm. years ago, I would have tried to holler at her. Mm. But because of discipline, you stay quiet, mm. you look, and you observe. Mm. You know, uh, like I was telling you before, you know, you, you're outspoken and you're known mm. for speaking your mind. You know, how do you, how do you feel about the things that uh, like uh, Trump is saying, like, and how he acts, like? Let me you ever talk Trump about politics? Of, I do. And, and what, what I feel about Trump is like breaking up with your baby mama. Mm, mm. It gets, you get a knot in your stomach so bad that you want the, that baby mama to die. But because she's the mother of your child, you give her a pass. So when I hear the ignorance that come out of Mr. Trump's mouth, I, um, I get upset. But then here's knowledge and here's wisdom. Talk to me. See, people get upset with Donald Trump, but really you got to look at Donald Trump and what he's achieved. Sure. He pimped the system. Mm. See, when, you, when somebody get a lick in society and take, get a W, he, got, he won. So you don't, if you're mad, you don't really talk about it every day because that's a distraction. He's a distraction, like being in a track meet, and you know that you're better than that person, but because that person is keeping up with you, you have a, a tendency to look over your, over your shoulder, but you lose stride. So what Donald Trump has done to everybody in the world, he's made you lose a step in what you're doing. The goal in life is, from a street perspective, is he, took, he got the W, fuck it, we took the L, right? Mm. So now, November 6th, 2020, you go out and vote, and you try to get yourself a W. And if you don't vote, you that's just another vote for the competition. Sure. So you got to vote, you know, whether you feel this wrong or right, because if you don't vote for who you want, you give the other side a chance to to beat you. So that that's that's how I feel about Mr. Trump. Sure. Did you ever meet him? No, I never met him. I'm surprised he never came. Yeah, I never, I never met. I never met Mr. Trump. Never, not at all. Mm, it would mm. be interesting, but um, I wouldn't. Knowing how Afro Americans and most people feel about them, I wouldn't even want to be in the same room with him. It's funny because it's like you know, back in the day, we used to think of him as like people who like go want to be rich like Trump. Like That's he, so true. Like he was like a you know, right? Like it was like almost like a cool factor. Yep, it sure was. You know, now you look at right. it, like, damn. You hate this motherfucker. Damn. Yo. That's why you know, uh, a wise man says shit was all good. Just a week ago. Right. That's you know? so true. So. And the thing about um, what we ha- what has happened, in over the last 20 years, American people have lost um, morals and respect for certain things. Like, we'll, we'll take, still take a picture with a murderer. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. We'll, we'll take a picture with just um, um, did crazy things to people and smile, which I think is the, the dumbest shit in the world. Back in the day, you, wouldn't, you would avoid 
anybody that did any type of crime. Like, they was just taboo. Yeah. You know, what's the truth to this? Uh, I know that um, back in the day that um, in L.A., supposedly that you were in jail with Pac. Is that true? Like a oh, yeah. No, no, it was a, it was, I call it Celebrity Row. Really? Yeah. Um, it wasn't just Pac. It was me, Tupac, Rick James, and the Menendez brothers. <laughs> Break this down. Yeah, well, it was all in protective custody because I guess they were high profile. Yeah. So that's where they had all of us in there. And um, believe it or not, um, somebody asked me to do a joke. And so I got booed in jail. Like, TK, tell us a joke. And I was like, man, I'm fighting the case. I ain't telling no motherfucking joke. And they booed. These motherfuckers they were booed. Like, it was like being at Mazda Square Garden. And I wound up telling this stupid-ass joke called, is this the bus to go to school? Mm. And, um... Everybody laughed so hard. But Rick James was a big fan. Me and Tupac, I used to open up for Tupac way back in the uh, Jack the Rapper days. Mm. Um, the Menendez brothers, I never got a chance to actually see them or talk to them. Because, you know, when you're in protective custody, um, you only come out one hour a day. Sure. Yeah, which is kind of hard. Sure. You know, it's real hard, matter of fact. Yeah. You know, so I've been you there. Got I no phone. Yeah. You ain't got no damn phone. You, well, you got to go down the, down, down the hall for the phone. You got 15 minutes or 20 minutes. In. You got to do everything in an hour. Yeah. You got to either shower in an hour, talk on the phone an hour, go to the rec all in one hour, and then you got to go back into the in the cell. You know what? What? What, what was? And you, when you in that moment was happening, what were you? Were you thinking like, yo, this is fucking Rick James, this is Pac? Were you thinking like no, that? I was thinking about beating this motherfucking case. Yeah. When you're in jail, man. Yeah. Even though you did something wrong, your goal is still to get out sure. as quickly as possible. Because I think I also talked about um, the, another time I was in there, the jails were so overcrowded. I had to sleep in bed with, um, it was only four bunks, but eight of us was in the cell. Mm-hmm. So one guy slept one way, I had to sleep the other way. And we all had to sleep like that because it was uh, infested with rats. Mm-hmm. So you can go to sleep and you can hear the rats in the wall by the thousands, mm. like a p- fucking parade. Yeah, it's scary, yo. That type of shit will make you never want to come back. Yes, sir. You and know, then, ooh, I, it's, it's, damn. I always preach come home, stay home. Yes. What has made you stay home? You know, um, peace of mind. Mm. You know, and I'm glad we got to that, right? Because no matter what you do in life, no matter if you find love, no matter you um, raise your children, mm. you, you come into a lot of money, I hope that as you get older, that you find peace of mind. It's the greatest gift I will wish to anyone. You know, it's funny that you say that because um, I think you don't realize that until you get older. That's so true. You know, I remember, rest in peace, Sean Price, mm-hmm. but I remember he was he used to tell me, yo, this, this fishing shit is peace of mind for That's me. Right. And he used to go fishing and feel like it was peaceful. Mm-hmm. And even right now, you know, it's funny because it's like, yo, honestly, like the life I live, yes. like I'm spinning. Mm-hmm. All the time, I, you know, right. I live I live far away from New York. I'm in I'm in New York twice a week. I'm in Philly. I'm in Jersey. Right. I'm all over the place. Miles, tolls, gas, mm-hmm. and you know, got a kid here. You know, right. kid here, and you know, trying to projects, working on this, yes. the show. The point I'm making is one of the best moments I like is when I'm able to just kind of like balance out and get a peace of mind. Yes, sir. And sometimes I get that just by going out to eat by myself. That's right. You know, that's and, right. and for, I get it. Yeah. I, I totally understand. Yeah. I, that's the gift I would give anybody in this room. If I could tell you that no matter what you have in life, if you ask what to, what I would like to give you, money, a house, whatever, I would wish you peace of mind. Mm. It's the mm. greatest thing you can have. You know, you, you, you had a lot of success over the years, and uh, when you had money coming in, like early on, right? Did Did you ever buy anything like foolishly stupid or something like? Yeah, that? I, like a, I like watches. Yeah, even though you know you know about my story back in the day, I'm a watch guy. I right, try, try, yeah, to. you yeah. know. So you know, I got a couple watches, twenty nine thousand, mm, seventy thousand. Mm, mm. Would I do that now? No, because you know what? Those watches are sitting in a safe. Mm. Just, just there. there, just sitting there. I got a beautiful Jay Z blue watch. Mm. Oh my god! Really, Jay Z blue. Now, Man. now, now, wh- where haven't you been? Because you've been all over the world. Yes. Where haven't really? you been? I haven't been to Hong Kong. Really? I'm going to Hong Kong with Mayweather in December. Okay, nice. Yeah, nice. so I'm going over there to hang out with him and um, um, P. Rilla. So I'm going there to hang out. So I'm looking forward to that. Mm. And then go go back to London. Um, so I'll go to Hong Kong, fly back, go to London. And then I'm looking forward, believe it or not, going to Big Bear with my kids. Nice. 
Yeah, that's gonna be like, rent a house up there, and we're gonna hang out for about a week. Listen, I go back to work. Kid, kid, kids got got to spend that time, that presence over Man, presence. That's, that's so important. You know, I've been telling you. Yeah, it got to be about the kids. You know, um, when you talk about, um, uh, is there any rituals that you do before you, uh, you know, start, yeah. start your show? Yep, I, it, it certainly is. I Drink say. a Diet Coke with fucking lemon in it. What the fuck does TK Well, here's the thing. I, I I like to take a shower 30 minutes before I come on stage. Really? Where? At like your hotel? At the hotel. I, my hotel got to be closed. I got I have to smell extremely good. <laughs> <laughs> my beard has to be shining. Yeah. And I got to have, have my oils in my beard. Okay, okay, okay. I, I got to have on some expensive cologne. Mm. My underwear game is phenomenal. Mm. Like, I, I, I only wear underwear one time. Pop tech. And then I, yeah, I like cracking the polo bags open yeah. or whatever. I like that. And my socks have got to be brand Crisp. new. I don't wear socks twice. Mm-hmm. I wear them. But people get on me all the time about why you throw them away. I, that's my definition of success, believe it or not. Mm. Some people buy Bentleys, some people buy Rolls Royces. I buy underwear and socks and socks. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, Hanes stance socks. Well, I do have Hanes. Hanes is for every day. How? But for Adam. stage, it's Polo. Calvin Klein Polo. 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 Okay. Yeah, got it. Just in case if I, you know, if I, if I get, Get ready to have sex. Hell, okay. When I take my clothes off, yeah. I, I need, if a woman really peeping me, mm. I want to be like, bam, mm. socks, mm. underwear, pow, off the chain. <laughs> I like this motherfucker. <laughs> this dude is unbelievable. Yeah. Now, are you with somebody or, or, or are you still single? I, I, I belong to everybody. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Like, if you walk up to me and say, TK, I want to go out with you, I'll go out with yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> you ever do a dating, like, uh, app or, or website? That would be interesting. No, have you ever, like, no, match.com? No, no, uh-uh. No, no. Nah, nah, I don't think I don't think they got people for me. You know, it, it's it's hard for people to date as they get older. Yes, I agree. You're stuck in your ways. Right. You know, people weird. Like, you know, I heard stories here. I'll give you an example. My uh, sister's friend, she was married like 30 mm-hmm. years, and she got divorced. And she, I guess she went on a couple of dates. Right. And she told me some stories. Mm-hmm. And I mean... It's sad. Yeah, I mean, she was telling me that the guy, like, uh, the guy was telling her something like... Uh, that he, that he'll pay for dinner, but if she orders any fish, he doesn't pay for that. That's hilarious. And and, and and but but imagine a guy telling you that. You know, keep in mind, right? We're going on a date. If you throw a curveball, yeah. but in my act, I talk about why men shouldn't go out with women unless you are qualified. Mm, what does that mean? Qualified means you just can't walk up to a woman you ain't got your shit together. Mm. You got to be qualified, mm. just like you want a nice car. You just can't go get a car. Mm. You got to qualify. You got to have money and get credit. You want a nice house, you got to qualify. Well, you want a bad bitch in your life, you got to qualify. Mm. Meaning from 14 years old, if you know that you want a good woman one day, you should start saving your money because women like to go out. Now, women settle. Some women don't want to do certain things. They take a hot dog and all that kind of stuff. Mm. But what I'm trying to say is not that you have to be rich. But I want women to be able to go to nice restaurants. If a man, they walk past a store and a guy sees that he could get her something, he'd get her a blouse or a pair of shoes without, without it hurting him and not be jealous or go into a restaurant or a club and you buy a woman a drink and you don't have to hover mm-hmm. over her because you bought her a drink. Because what I teach guys is a drink is for the woman's time. You gotta always buy a woman a drink. That's for a time, mm-hmm. you know. And you ain't gotta stay up under. You gotta pay it forward. Yeah. Just- Some people would be thinking like that's the thing that I don't like about certain guys. They act like, and you know, and and at one point in time, I, I thought I understood this, but they'll buy a girl a drink and be like, "You can't go nowhere." Now. Yeah, that's crazy. They'll chase them around the club like, "Yo, I bought yeah. you that drink." No, have a drink and then. You got I see your somebody time. else that I, I'm seeing. Guess what? Mm. I might buy that person a drink too. Mm. And I'm buying everybody motherfucking drinks. Mm. And you know, we decide what, what's up later. But see, I call it building points. Mm. Now, the next time you see the person, they say, oh, that's the guy that bought me a drink. I find him attractive. And you still don't say nothing. Like, what you drinking? They're like, oh, girl, you got your girlfriends with you? Right, he said, hey, Steve, give me um, Hennessy, uh, Cosmopolitan, um, give me. Um, Grandma, you on the rocks. You have a toast. You talk for a minute. Poof, disappear. Mm. That's just some playing shit. Mm. I like uh, it. I like it. We're sitting, Internet, we're sitting here with the one and only, the legendary T.K. Kirkland. Okay? We'll take a break. While we're taking a break, 
pull up the YouTube. Check out some of his stuff if you've never seen him. Yes. Internet's not going nowhere. Be right back. Cheer. Yo, what's up? This is Andrew Schultz, and you're checking out my man Premium Pete, a.k.a. Skinny Fat Belly. Keep listening to this shit. I enjoy coming on, and I'm horrible at promos. Internet's and we're back. Same here with my guy, TK Kirkland. Listen, before we went to the break, we were talking about buying a drink for a lady. Mm-hmm. And Nita, a uh, friend of the show, yes. okay, was, was, was telling us about how do you feel about a girl buying, you know, you mm-hmm. a drink or, right. you know, being independent, not mm-hmm. needing a drink. Um, and then you were mentioning that, that you should, you know, as a lady. See, I think women, what, what, the impression that women have gotten, well, not the impression, where the mindset of women has gone is that we forget, women forget that they're ladies. Mm. And I'm into tradition. And what I mean by that is a man should always be a gentleman to a woman. Like, now watch where I'm going. Because I see how you look the way. So your mindset is not like that. So let me just go back to, well, I'm much older than you, right? So if you watch old movies... When men walked down the street with suits and they saw a young lady, they tipped mm. the hat out of respect. And since men have lost respect for women to a certain point, women have gotten their stuff together because men have a bad reputation, black, white, Hispanic. Women don't respect men the way they used to respect. So when a man does come in to try to be a gentleman, girl, like, I don't need no motherfucking man. But two things happen. You die a lot earlier. Because what people don't know is that the number one killer of women is stress, heart attacks, mm. because they take on roles that men are supposed to handle. Now, yes, I get it. There's a lot of men who can't lead, and they're not leaders. They can't lead women. You know, they got dicks, and they can fuck, but they can't lead a, they can't lead a household, and, or they don't have great conversation skills to communicate Back again, controlling the climb of the room. So they put themselves in bad situations, and women don't respect them. I just want women, if that's how you feel, you don't want the guy to be um, by your drink. Don't say you don't need him. Just pretty much say, you know what? No, thank you. I, I can handle this myself tonight. Because sometimes when I was coming up, and I'll buy everybody a drink. If five women, get everybody a drink. Bam. I don't want to talk to you. I just like seeing people happy and sure. having a good time. And you can take the extra little money and um, do something with your family. And But I remember one time I gave a girl $100 while I walked in the club. See, and that could backfire you on you, too. I walked in the club. I was in Charlotte, North Carolina. Came into the gay girl, $100. Bam. Get yourself something to drink. I'll catch you later. The whole night went by. When I saw her, I said, where's my change? She said, I spent that. Mm. Now, see, now that was disrespectful because if... I felt she should have gave me some of my money back. But some women, call, I call that, they felt she felt entitlement. Oh, because I'm cute. And he was trying to holler, I'm going to spend all the money. But no, young lady, I, I always keep a bad bitch breathing on me. I just wanted to be a gentleman, and you fucked that up. So mm. I just keep it moving. But we have those type of stories in life. So attitudes with... Um, with power, let's call it with power, right? Sometimes women do handle certain things with attitude and uh, may, may come off slightly disrespectful. But I don't think you should worry about it. I think it's just role because we live in a society now where um, men have taken on the sensitive parts. Like, they act like women. You have a lot of men that really act like women. Like, they're strong. They look tough, but they was raised by their mothers or sisters, so they have an emotional um, drive about them that they saw their sisters. And mom, when they got an attitude because there wasn't a man in the home to balance out how to control your emotions. So it's a domino effect, but again, know what you want out of life. And what I mean by that is if you see somebody that you don't like and they don't fit your how you roll, you can't change anybody. People think they could change people. I believe you got to meet who you want when you meet them because you can't change anybody. And just keep it moving because you're an attractive young lady, you know, I, and I see that you curse and I'll tell you, and, I, and there's nothing wrong with it, but watch what I'm about to tell you. A woman can be attractive until she starts using profanity. See, because a man's still going to be a man, right? So once you start cursing, a man looks at, at least to me, you're not as pretty as 
you once was. I'm not saying not curse. Watch where I'm going, though. I'm saying use cursing as a weapon more so that so when you do curse, you're mad. You're really trying to get your point across because no man really wants to walk in the room with his friends or his mother and you are you, you use profanity on mm. a great deal mm. and, and, and switching that to the mentality of Kanye West, right? Watch with this. Some men, when they date, and I think all you guys in here could know, when you walk in a room with a woman, you want to know you pretty much was the only one that fucked her. But when you know 9, 10, 15 men have fucked your wife, not your girlfriend, your wife, you got to have a certain type of mindset for that. Now, my experience is I think white men would have been a better guy for Kim Kardashian. Because white men don't give a fuck. White men are like, Nick, can it? Oh, my God. My wife sucked your cock. Come here. I fucking love you. Oh, my God. You're fucking amazing to me. Oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? Fuck her again. Exactly. That's how it, a, a black man, Italian dude. Mm, oh, mm, no. Mm. Yeah, no, no, not happening, my friend. You know what's funny? Hedonism. Many, many years ago, I'll never forget, mm-hmm. this guy was looking at me. Right. And I went down there with two of my friends, and he was like, oh, I think that guy may want you. I'm like, whoa, right. whoa, slow down. We just, we just got to this fucking place. Right. He came over to me and said, could I talk to you for a second? Mm-hmm. Big diesel guy. Right. Look like he ate creatine for fucking lunch. Right. And I said, all right, what's up? You know, he came over. I walked to right. the side and he goes, I need you to do me a favor. Mm-hmm. My name is John. I want you to fuck my wife. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. I was like, well, I wasn't ready for that. I mean, I knew I was right. down there for, right. but I, but I wasn't ready to jump in the fire. Yet. Right. Right. And she's looking at me like, mm-hmm. like, and I was like, you know, so, you know, some people are into that shit. Some man. people are into it. You know, I, I can't do it. Yeah. Maybe like I was just talking to a friend of mine, um, Pete, I mean, um, PR from the shade 45. Yeah. And I was talking about, um, how once I fucked five nurses mm, really? in the nineties. True story. You know, um, they was from in Detroit, Michigan. Beautiful ladies. I didn't use a condom that day. I had a mistake, whatever. Two got pregnant. Mm. One was married to a cop. She got a d- abortion. The other girl was trying to keep the baby, but she wound up having a miscarriage. Mm. But the more the story was, I fucked five women and put them to sleep, and I could have went another five. Mm. And I just think from. At from the same a, time? At the same time. Really? Yeah. And they were all nurses? They were all nurses. Like, they just wasn't no, you know, I don't fuck with bomb bitches. Yeah. You know, these girls. Was, how did, they got how the did you together. even get, like, Well, nurses? they chose me, to okay. be honest okay. with you. Okay. Okay. And so we, we hung out afterwards. We went gambling. Um, we went gambling. It came to my whole time when we was drinking. I knew what I was doing. I think they thought it was on some friendly shit. But I was seducing everybody. Mm. So once I got it right, bam, it was on. Mm. I'll never forget that true story. Now, is that like a T.K. Kirkland groupie story? No, it's not a groupie story. I just, I don't believe groupies. I believe... Well, fans, you don't believe... Yeah, I believe a woman, if she likes somebody, go after what you want. If you want to fuck them, fuck them, and keep them... I I think that's just a bad term. But when you're an an artist or Mm -hmm. an athlete... That's what they call it. Or a celebrity, right? Yeah. Whatever it may may be. It comes attached where sometimes sexual things like that would happen. Right. More often than I don't than call the them groupies. Person. I call it... Um, fans. I don't even call them fans. I call it um, a gif. <laughs> hey, listen. It could be... Fa- you know, listeners, I, t- I try to listeners. teach men to t- say thank you after they fuck. Mm. Like if a girl give you pussy, mm. say thank you. Mm. You know, baby, mm. thank you. They should be uh, respectful, you see. Right. You know, okay. send a, some flowers mm. in the car... And say thank you for the pussy. Mm. <laughs> Is your net Netflix special still coming out? It's still coming out. Right, and let me tell the fans what's going on with the special. The okay. special is done. Ready to rock and roll. Mm. My attorney switched law firms mm. to another law firm. Mm. So we're making a decision. Matter of fact, tomorrow where we're going. But right now it's looking like February or March, and then the book comes out after that. Where'd you film it at? Miami, Florida. Okay, nice. Yeah, I'm excited. Daniel Beach Casino. Mm-hmm. So it was a excellent sold out. Everything is ready. Um, shout out to Cole, my um, co-director on the special. Um, yeah, I wish it could have came out a lot sooner, but it is what it is. It's coming out next year. Internet. Yeah, it's gonna come out. Let me tell you, um, is is there like you know when when you do you, do you have like certain jokes that you use for all these years, like as a com- as a comic? I try to switch up. 
You is know, there one I, that like you stuck with you all these? Well, years who now? raised you is the one that stuck, right? Okay. Everybody's saying who raised you. Let people know who who may not ever heard a TK Kirkland comedy set. Hmm. You want me to do the joke, or you want me to tell them about explain? Uh, just explain to them about like that. You know how that stuck for so long. Who well, raised who raised you, Ken? Because I used to date a lot. Okay. And all the women I dated, I couldn't believe the fucking way they thought or. They, they, the, the way, the way they move. Mm. I said, I need to meet your parents, mm. cause who the fuck was sending a person into the <laughs> universe like this? Who raised, who raised you? you? Exactly. That's how I felt, and that's how who raised you came up. Mm. It was cause experiences, cause mm. I could not believe the fucking people I was dating. It was insane. Now, now. I, obviously, you know this. You bombed before when you just, you know, began. Mm-hmm. You know? Have have you ever like later in your career ever felt like you were about to bomb? Yeah, I was just talking about that. Also, see, I have a style, right? Mm-hmm. That sometimes you're just tired. Mm. You know, like up to now, I probably did in the last four months over a hundred something shows. Okay, I'm tired. So even though you go on stage feeling a certain way, or right before you get there, once the lights hit your ass, you feel like you could be in quicksand. So I have certain styles, even though I know I'm good. Sometimes you can't go for the knockout, so you go for points. True. It's like a boxing match. Okay, I know I could beat this opponent, but because I'm tired, I'm going to play with the motherfucker. Mm. So that's the same with comedy. I'll play with the audience, point here, pa 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 And at the end, oh, my God, you was fabulous. And you got away with it. Mm. Mm. You know, listen, you know, T.K. Kirkland, when you all think about it, 30-plus years in the business, right? Mm-hmm. You're 57 years old, mm-hmm. making people laugh for a living. It's not a bad thing. Right. You know, when it's all said and done, what do you want the T.K. Kirkland legacy to be? I want the legacy to be that I created generational wealth, mm. that I did not know he had that kind of paper. Mm. And I hope that people who listen to me from the beginning, what I talk about investment and business, how to do things, I hope that when they leave here that they can say, you know what, that man put me, he dropped so many gems over his lifetime that I, I, I listened to him, I applied it, and bam. Because comedy just puts me in a position to be an influencer. Sure. And so I'm influencing people to do the right thing. It's uh, it's, it's something that opens up many other doors. Absolutely. You know, as you're speaking, that again, uh, you know, I want to speak for the internet who probably who may not have heard of you or may mm-hmm. not have heard some of these things. Right. Talk about more of the gems and jewels you gave over the years about investing in business that people could listen to you, some advice, maybe even like a, a young guy, you know, stuck or not knowing right. how he can... You know, what's something you would tell him? Well, one, first, try to find a decent job, mm-hmm. start stacking money, and think and think about the future. What I mean by think about the future, what you're going to try to be doing in um, seven, eight, ten years. Do you want a condo? Do you want a house? Did you inherit some money? Did your parents die? Did somebody leave you some paper? But once you get your money on the bag, whatever your journey takes, you get the bag. And when you leave this earth, one, I want people to get life insurance. There's life insurance, burial insurance, and follow me on my Instagram at TK underscore Kirkland because what has happened, what I'm about to tell you, sure. I s- talked about this so much over the years that Prime America, one of the biggest insurance agencies in the world, came and found me. Mm-hmm. They thought I was an agent because of the knowledge that I was dropping. And what I was explaining to people that when I want you to get life insurance and let's use a million dollar as our... Um, um, analogy right now as, a, as an example so to speak so i tell people take out a million dollar life insurance policy now whatever that amount is a hundred thousand whatever but we're just going to use a million five percent on a million every year is fifty thousand mm. so you never leave anybody the whole million i don't give a fuck who it is because if they didn't work for it they're going to run through the money so you take a million you put it in uh, an annuity you put an annuity, uh, I would say gut deal with um, AIG or Lincoln Financial, mm-hmm. because when you put that kind of money in, they give you like a 2% bonus, right? That's 2% already. They don't put it in your hand. It goes towards your interest in your account. Now, what happens in 10 years, that million now is $2 million or more. Mm-hmm. Now, you could live off the interest, which is 50000 But my point is, in 20, 50, 60 years, your money has grown. 
after you have to, after you leave this earth. Sure, sure. So I want people to understand that you're dead a lot longer than you're alive. Mm. So 300 years, 400 years is going to go. It's going to come whether you believe it or not. But it's nothing like taking care of your great, 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 great grandchildren that you have never met before. Mm. I think it's a phenomenal legacy. And my example is when you go through certain neighborhoods in this world from and you see all these big homes, like, how the fuck? All these people ain't go to college. That's called generational wealth. Mm. Mm. Internet, man, that was a uh, that was real special. <laughs> now we're gonna hit you with a double with a double up. Yes, somebody listening to this um, wants to get into comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe he's tried a couple times. Shit, he's almost ready to give it up, or right. she's almost ready to give it up. Um, but they but they feel they're funny. They feel right. they're working at their craft. They want to get into the game. What's some advice you have for them? If you really don't have it, give the fuck up. Mm. And the reason why. Is that it's like some it's like singers? People's like, oh, you can sing, and then you go on these these shows, and you sound fucking horrible. Mm. Or you could be funny around your friends. You know, you just didn't learn how to make the transition to take it from the living room or your job to the stage. Sometimes that's just about presentation: how you dress, how you look, how you smell, mm. how you come across. Um, if you tried it three, four, five times, you're not good. You gotta. It, 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 it may not be you. And then sometimes it's that rare occasion that you blow. Give me an example. Um, Chris Tucker and all of us used to hang out way back in the day before he really, really blew up. Me, Chris Tucker, and Faze on Love. Mm-hmm. We was inseparable. And Chris blew up. But Chris blew up so fast that he didn't, he didn't have character. He didn't understand how to manage his money. He didn't understand how to be a businessman. So he lost mm. because he, he, he ran a sprint. And this is a marathon. Mm. Mm. This business is a marathon. People want to get successful overnight, not knowing you got to put the years in. People hit me on my podcast, oh, I want to be just like you. Okay, well, put the 30 years in. I mm. guarantee you get it. Patience. Patience. There's no substitute for experience. Mm. You mm. have to. You got to go through it, man. This second half, you're hitting them with all the gems. <laughs> Is it true that you uh, own Jet Fuel? Yes, yes. I sell Jet Fuel to Jet Delta Airlines, but I normally keep that on on the low. Is that is that well, is that some hard to get into? Yeah, it is hard. I just happened to be lucky. Um, back when Obama got in office, I ran into some people from Haiti. Um, Suck some, so, yeah, put some stuff together, and then um, met some people at Delta. And it pretty much got it because it's a program that you have for blacks. And um, Delta wanted to come the, at, sit at the billion-dollar table with other jet fuel people. So I keep things low and private due to the fact that you have people who are greedy. So I act like I, I'm broke. Yeah. That's how you I a broke it. motherfucker, I'm TK. A broke, I'm a broke motherfucker. Who cares yeah. what people say? Exactly. You know why? Because one day you're going to be dead. That's right. And nobody's going to remember shit. Nobody's going to remember anything. Because one thing about success, you've never seen a U-Haul follow a hearse to a gravesite. Mm. Mm. Can't take it with you. Mm. Man, TK, man, man, man. <laughs> Listen, um, <laughs> there's a couple more things to get you know go over, and then we're going right. to get you the fuck up out of here. Yes, sir. Um, you know, did you hear about the Quincy Jones interview where he spoke about uh, Maul and Brando yeah, and other yeah, legends? Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, you know, it's it's funny because people were <clears throat> offended. You know, people were offended. He said those things, but you've been around a long time. Yes, you know, are there some? You know, there, you think there's like some secret societies that exist, like of like things that people hide? You know. Uh, no, I don't. Mm. I, I watch those um, those <clears throat> information shows, the Discovery Channel sure. and all that. And they all, all people got to do is Google shit. Yeah. You know, like uh, Illuminati. How how you pronounce that shit? Illuminati. Illuminati. Me, shit don't exist. Rest in peace to our brother Combat Jack. Yeah. We used to say Numinati. Yeah, but you know what Illuminati mm. was? Illuminati yeah. was a, a group of gentlemen that wanted to create their own currency a go against the dollar. Mm. So they formed this thing called Illuminati, but it never really took off. So, you know, just like with FUBU, Calvin Klein, Versace, once the hip-hop culture gets to it, we put our own spin on it. Mm. But Mm. all you got to do, ladies and gentlemen, 
Just Google it. It's right there at your fingertips. You you live in Vegas? I live in Vegas. You know, um, obviously, you know, Mayweather. Yes. Right. What's the energy like there for a fight in Vegas? For people oh, who don't know. Off the chain. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. I always believe you should, when you travel, you should always go when there's an event, more so than just go because it's boring. Mm. You know, but if you go when there's an event, uh, the atmosphere can be memorable. I like Vegas because of property. Like, I don't gamble. You know, I'm not a drinker. I go there for um, peace of mind at my home. It's just extremely beautiful and peaceful. Mm. Are you still writing a book with uh, Jaquavius Coleman? I sure am. Shouts to that good brother. Yeah, good dude, good Mm. dude. I've just been so busy we haven't finished it. But um, we're getting extremely close, so I'm excited. You know, TK, man, like like, like I said before, you've been around a long time, man. Um, what's some of your favorite comedians, man, that you can mention? Some of them that you are... You know what? It's get, a lot of good... It's a lot of great comedians that I truly enjoy. Um, Rip Michaels, mm. for one, is a great comedian. Um, there was a couple other gentlemen that opened up for me in Los Angeles. But I have a rule... And that's why I can't remember their names. I don't watch other comedians perform. Mm. And the reason why I think no comedian should really watch another comic, because your mind is like an iPhone or a video camera. And when people are funny, you're recording what's in their heads. You're taking what's in their heads and you're taking what's in their heads and you're using it Mm. one day in your act. So if you say something funny, like, oh, that shit was hilarious. Mm. Now you're in another state, and somehow you get on that topic, and now you're repeating the same thing. That person said you didn't mean to, but it happened because of the, the mind has recorded mm. that person saying something fucking hilarious. So um, I try to create my own style to make it difficult if you do do my style, and people truly know comedy. They know that, oh, that's a T.K. Kirkland joke. Mm. And then you got to go on to move move on to something else anyway. And that's what creates growth. So, mm. Any other young uh, comedians that uh, that you big up or that you like? Um, I, 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 the answer I would say that since I can't remember really names, I think some are horrible and some are good. And I hope the guys who are horrible work hard to get their names and their talent to where they where they need to be. Mm. What do you think about people like Kevin Hart selling out stadiums and shit like that? I think that's an awesome thing. You know, I think that's awesome that he's um, worked hard to get to where he is to to achieve that type of goal. And I wish him much success, especially being only fucking 39 years old. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's pretty sick. Have, yeah. You got a relationship with him? Yeah, we know each other very well. Mm. You know, a matter of fact, um, before he married, when he married Tori, I, I, I asked him why did he get married? Because, you know, I always give advice to people. And I'm like, yo, why would you do that? Why would you get married? I think basketball players and entertainers should never be married. Mm-hmm. Because, why is that? Because it's, it's a distraction. Mm. You know, when, when you belong to the world and, you know, if you come home one day and you're happy but your wife is upset, guess what? You're upset too. Mm. You know, and I just like to keep, keep I want to be able to shut my motherfucking door. Or if I'm happy, I'm going to stay happy. I'm not going to be able to, or if I want to fuck, I want to fuck. But you mad because something happened. Now, oh, I can't fuck you tonight. I don't feel good. And then the player come out of me. I'm like, no, I'm not going to get no pussy from you tonight. But I'm fucking. Mm. So I don't want to put myself in a position like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I hear that. The only thing I will say is that, and, you know, sometimes it could get lonely, though. Yeah, um, but that's where discipline comes in. Yeah. You don't think I get shit. I get lonely like a motherfucker. But that that's when you test your discipline. Yeah. You know, that's when you dig deep down inside of a, you know what, I can handle. But I've been a hoe back in the day. I don't know about your journey, mm. but I've, I've had so much pussy that, <laughs> that like, I don't even want it. Like, yeah. I can deal with it. I'm straight. You know what I mean? Like, you got to have that type of discipline. Or if I masturbate, I could put all them holes that I used to fuck with through rotation and pick one. Like, mm. you know, going to the can machine sure, and get sure. Pepsi or Coke. Okay. Like, I, 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 I could bring one machine. of them. Yeah, I could bring one of them bitches up from the past because my, my visual is so fucking on point. Mm. <laughs> Listen, Internet, uh first of all, check TK Kirkland out on social media. Social media, TK underscore Kirkland. But what I really want you to do, ladies and gentlemen, is pick up 
the number it's going to be number one. Okay, I'm guaranteeing it. The number one comedy I want you to have it first called Gangster Conversation is on iTunes streaming right now. The song Walking in the Rain, but get the album. Drive. What features you have uh, on there? No features. We just you straight up. Oh, just T to the motherfucker. I don't need nobody. Shit. My shit fire. Okay. Okay. No yeah. problem. And I say fire from beginning to end. That's why it's called Gangster Conversation. It's on iTunes. What's it called again? Gangster Conversation. Gangster Conversations by the one and only TK Kirkland, a returning guest on the Premium P Show. My brother, listen, uh, always a pleasure chopping it up with you. Every time I see you, your, your, your character, your mm. interviewing skills is mm. on a whole another motherfucking level and I really could sit here and talk to you all day. For sure, but you got you, you listen, you got things to do. I got things you gotta to get do back that. to the hotel. Yep. And if you ain't getting no sex, you probably gotta masturbate. Right. So you well, know not today because I think my I'm, my as I've gotten older, uh, my back has gotten a little weak. So now when I masturbate, I get a little tightness around my hip muscles. So I, I talked to my doctor about it and he just really started laughing. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you give you a, a little game on that. Okay. Lay down and do it. I do. Don't, well, oh, I can never masturbate. I got big strong calf muscles <laughs> <laughs> and I weigh two hundred and fifty pounds so when i come I, I will fall out completely because i i can't fucking see like dude like i'm almost blind now because i can't read i can see far away but yeah. close up i can't yeah. really see and it's from masturbating since i was 14 yeah you know sure. ain't nothing wrong sometimes it'll save it'll, it'll save a lot of headache the damn sure will it will save a heart. and you can have a group sex yeah and not take nobody home not have to get nobody breakfast don't have to pay for valet for nobody's car because i like doing that yeah. but if i fuck the way i like to fuck i'll be broke by the time i take my money to the house sure Sure, mink coats, all that. Yeah, cause yeah, jerk off. And, and then you can have levels of um, masturbating. Yeah, like now, I think last week I was on breaking into a motherfucker's house, tying him up, and then fucking his wife in front of him while she squirted and said, "Yo, this is where you should have fucked her." And then after I leave, I, I have somebody come in and untie him. Mm. And mm. you're a nasty motherfucker. That's crazy, right? Yeah. I'm laughing at the young lady. She clicked up and <laughs> say, TK, nasty motherfucking exactly. Kirkland. That's hilarious. Man. Anyway, listen, uh, always a pleasure to see you. Pain. All the best. Check him out online, TK underscore Kirkland. Yes. Okay. Stick with him. Follow him. See where he's going. See what, see what city and if he's going to be in your city. Right. Pull up on him. Yeah, pull up on me. Pull up on him. Get yourself a little Grandma A. Maybe a glass <laughs> of wine. Man. I fuck with the wine, the red wine, That's right. the Malbec, the Cabernet, or the Moreau. I'm, I'm Louis Thirteenth. Oh, shit. That, Internet, let him buy you that drink. <laughs> Internet's the one and only T.K. Kirkland. Internet, if you enjoyed that episode, then hit me up. That's right. Email me at thepremiumpeatshow at gmail.com. Again, that's thepremiumpeatshow at at gmail.com. If you're an advertiser, any big company, small company, startup, whatever it is, you want to advertise on the Premium Peep Show, hit me up. Email thepremiumpeatshow at gmail.com. And we'll, we'll get to working, okay? And if you have a suggestion or you want to hear a certain guest on the show, whatever it is, okay? You know, you could at Premium Pete, at Premium Peep Show on Twitter or Instagram. Or for the last time, I'll tell you. Well, I'm not gonna, it's not the last time. Email me, thepremiumpeatshow at gmail.com, and let's get to working. Cheers.